0: Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco, at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542. Two six two six five, or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes.
1: Back. Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. We are a show founded by veterans and hosted by veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you are an author. Share your tips with the Miss Foundation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches. We love our coaches. Come on, share some of your tips with the audience to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it. How hard you have fought for success. If you're a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on. Just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. Reach out, we will get you on. If you are feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle, or are embarrassed to share that with them, please dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward don't make it a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date with all of our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on ElectroCast Media and About Face Radio. This will keep you up. into to us and learn more about our great guests. Tonight we have a great one. A phenomenal guest. She's a neurobiological breakthrough specialist, psychedelic breakthrough, complex trauma, and addiction expert, reshaping the psychiatric and mental health fields. Her mission is to be part of a healing global complex trauma ending world hunger oppression inequality war and the climate crisis by facilitating neurobiological breakthroughs for global leaders artists influencers and innovators bring them to a state of optimization tapped in to creative genius and a state of self-love presence and flow oh and don't forget you can reach us out on the show tonight at 202-813-9379 and uh, be sure to listen to us on About Face Radio. So, without further ado, let's welcome Andrea Hansen to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Andrea.
0: Hi, Rich. It's so good to be here with you today.
1: It's awesome to have you here. I'm glad you uh, agreed to to come on and uh, be on the live show and vice the pre recorded one. This is an important topic for many of our listeners because uh, a lot of our listeners are veterans and they suffer through PTSD and the mental health crisis that they that is associated with that. So it'd be great to have you on here. I knew it'd be great to have you on here and share your knowledge with our show and our audience to help them maybe put some more stuff in their toolbox to help them have a better day in the, in the days ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love sharing about and really spreading the message about complex PTSD and PTSD. There's been so much shame around it. And I know that a lot of veterans feel like it's, you know, a weakness or that they've done something wrong or, they're just not um, made out of the right stuff, essentially, if they come back and they're still struggling with trauma. And that's just absolutely not the case. So I'm, you know, I'm so happy to be here to share this message.
1: Awesome. And Andre, if you don't mind, tell us a little more about yourself. I know I just gave like a pretty, pretty quick blurb about you there. If you want to give us a little more about you from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are now, that'd be awesome.
0: How I got to where I am, it's a mix of personal and professional. I, as a person who had some complex trauma throughout life i had sought a lot of mental health care in my you know adolescence as well as in my early adulthood and i found that what i was experiencing from therapists was coming up short a lot of it was mindset based um people are typically pretty familiar with cbt or dbt if you've been to therapy where it's like well let's change your thoughts let's change your behaviors and then everything will change and i found that after a while that felt really easy and really natural to be able to change my thoughts and change my behaviors but it felt like there was something deeper down that was not being managed that wasn't being paid attention to and when i tried to bring it up in a therapy or a psychiatrist there was a lot of like oh no let's not worry about that that's that's fine and so i thought maybe there were all kinds of different things going on but i wasn't quite sure And then on the professional end, as I went through graduate school, so I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Um, so that's, uh, the master's level of psychotherapist. As I went through graduate school, a lot of what we were taught was also these theories around using the uppermost part of our brain, which is all based on our thoughts, and then after graduate school, I started working with people who had addictions and I realized very quickly that all these people with addictions had trauma. So there was something else that was causing these behaviors. that was causing these symptoms that we were then labeling as addiction. So I started looking more into it and I started going to a lot of trainings um, and really narrowed in on the neurobiological effects of complex trauma. And everything clicked for me. It just felt very true of, okay, I finally put a finger on that when we experience complex trauma, throughout our lives, um, throughout development, or as adults and during things like combat, uh, we it changes our biology, it changes the way that our brain is structured. And that then causes these symptoms that thinking differently doesn't do anything for.
1: That's, I mean, that's a good journey right there, especially having the experience of yourself to learn from your own trauma to now help others. and. I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes a lot of a therapist or a psycho psychiatrist or anyone in this field, mental health field, have that better toolbox because they've been there or they've been through something and they know something that actually works, worked for them and will work for others. Because as we know, not everything is one size fits all in the mental health world because what might work for you might not work for me, but it's always good to know what else is out there.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely is. And then and every everywhere that you go is going to be different. And every therapist that you see is going to be different. And that it's, it's easy to see one or two and get really disheartened. And I myself have done that as well. Gone to see a couple. I'm like, oh my gosh, there must be something just horrifically wrong with me that none of these professionals know how to help me. But it really comes down to just looking and looking and looking until you find that right fit of that person who seems to really get you and that doesn't mean that they're also a veteran or also the same gender or also the same religion. It, it's totally, you know, arbitrary, all of that stuff. It just matters. Can they link to you soul to soul? Can they pull out the techniques that will really work for you specifically?
1: Right. It's kind of like when you go to buy a car, you're not going to buy a car just because everyone has that car, that red shiny yeah. car. You want the car that fits you, the one that you get in there and you feel good So, like, for me, it took probably one, two, three, four, four trips to the VA and uh, their mental health facilities before I, 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 I walked out, actually escorted out. And then I wound up with a civilian practitioner and he helped me completely and turned my turned me around, turned me from just what was me to st- let's go forward. And I thank him every day for everything he did for me. And I tell people that worked for me. It might not work for you, yeah. but there's others out there who are smart and know this stuff. And that's not me. I just know what worked for me
0: yeah yes that's awesome i'm so glad that you did that shopping around and finding someone who who worked for you and i know there's there's trust and mistrust within the va some soldiers trust the va more some distrust the va and there's just so many resources out there there's therapists at, at different price points and just keep looking don't give
1: up exactly just uh don't don't just uh, go to the dollar general and think that's where you have to stay you can you <laughs> can spread your wings a little bit and and you'll get the help you need and there's someone yep. out there so tell us a little more about what you do to help the to help someone that's going through trauma and like you said it's not just veterans it's everyone everyone in the world has some kind of trauma that they've been experienced to or on themselves or seen or whatever
0: yeah or generationally i've but, I've worked with multiple people who had grandpas who were in the military and that trickles down through the way that it changed their grandpa fundamentally then changed the way that they, their parent was raised and all the way down. So yes, everybody has trauma at this point Um, how I help is I, I blend a lot of different techniques together that are all based in the lower brain and the body. So we do breath work. Um, there's a specific kind of yoga that is really amazing for building up the mind-body connection. It's called TCTSY yoga. I recommend anybody look it up. There's some videos on YouTube that some clinicians have put together really great type of yoga. So I do that with clients. Um, I do somatic processing, EMDR, IFS, a lot of, uh, sometimes blending in art and play, just anything that will light up the most of of the brain as possible, and especially those lower regions in the body. And then I also work with psychedelics in assistance with those. And psychedelics are booming right now. There's a, a lot of interest in psychedelics, which I think is really great. And I think it comes along with a caveat that they make an incredible catalyst to a, to a larger healing experience as opposed to um, just being healing in and of themselves. And some people do experience healing from psychedelics on their own, but for the most part, there's so much that goes into creating the right environment. So I have you heard of MAPS, Rich? No, I have not. MAPS is really cool. They've actually been doing a lot of research for about three decades now on using MDMA for uh, PTSD, and they've done a lot of research with veterans who have complex trauma or trauma and they have found really great results within a protocol so within the maps protocol how they use MDMA and it's it's pure MDMA made by a pharmacist not just ecstasy that you pick up off the streets that, <laughs> don't do that, <laughs> that stuff could have, up. <laughs> right exactly that stuff often has a lot of you know meth cocaine all kinds of other stuff in it but they use pure MDMA from the pharmacy. And they have the client meet with the therapist, with the facilitators multiple times prior to the first dose. And then when they do that first dose, the facilitators are with them for the full time. And it's typically around six, six ish hours that they work through just all of this trauma with the assistance of the MDMA and how the MDMA helps is that it's often described like um, like a trapdoor into the basement. And the basement has all this big scary stuff that we don't want to face. So we constantly block, whether it's dissociating or you know, changing the topic or laughter or getting really intellectual and logicking our way out of it. We block ourselves in one way or another from actually getting down there and working through what we need to work through. So what the psychedelics do, and specifically in these studies, the MDMA does is opens that trap door and makes everything feel less intense. So it's less scary. So you and the facilitators can go into that space together and work through everything. And it's it's a very empowering experience where the client gets to acknowledge that they have always had everything that they needed within themselves to move through that trauma. And it just took. Um, you know, taking a, a couple barriers out of the way in order to ignite that inner healer and create space to be able to then move through that trauma with less fear. It's a really, really beautiful thing to be a part of.
1: Wow. It sounds amazing. And I know, uh, I don't know if you've seen the show SEAL Team, but the, the lead actor on that, they he's a, the leader of the SEAL Team, and he goes, he has uh, problems with a TBI. So they, he does psycho psychotherapy, psychedelic psychedelic therapy, but like off the books, he goes away and does it, and comes back a different person. And everyone mm-hmm. thinks, "Oh, it's just Hollywood." But the way you just explained it is almost exactly what he did in the show. It was kind of yeah, kind of like I was. You were saying I was like, "Well, I'm I'm watching like episode eight here. This is crazy."
0: No, <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, it it really is. It really is. And um, there's. There's a lot of evidence that also shows that um, psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms, essentially, they, they have a lot of those really incredible qualities as well, where you can um, facilitate really amazing healing. So I work with those in, I'll go to states where it's legal or countries where it's legal and have a weekend where I'll work with a couple different people, one-on-one with the psychedelic assisted with mushrooms. And then ketamine is also a really interesting psychedelic as well. And that that one as well, uh, a lot of clinics have been offering ketamine assisted therapy. But they, well, they just offer the ketamine as a standalone treatment for the oh. most part. Um, and that from everything that I've seen so far and talking to clients and also knowing about the research, going to a ketamine clinic for standalone treatment can be helpful, especially at first, or it can be really, really scary because there's no preparation, there's no intention setting. And it also um, will lead to building a tolerance over time. So sometimes it feels like a really great relief right up front, but then over time it's like, oh, this isn't really helping anymore. So with ketamine, um, that's the most widely available. If anyone listening is interested in looking at ketamine therapy, I would definitely look for a therapist who does the whole process with you so for for me with my clients i use the maps protocol regardless so there's always going to be preparation sessions where we get you ready we prepare you we and it's not just preparing mentally like a checklist it's starting the neurobiological change process that we we start the processing, we start the breath work, the body work, all of that stuff, so that your body and mind are on a trajectory for healing. And then um, the day of, we'll typically do about an hour of therapeutics before the doctor comes in or before we administer the dose of the ketamine, which lasts then about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on the person. And then right after that, the ketamine makes your brain super plastic So it's really malleable at that point. And whatever therapy you do coming out of therapy or whatever's happening as you come out of ketamine is going to stick in your brain much harder than if you didn't have the ketamine in there. So that's a really golden opportunity to dive into some EMDR, some of the IFS work, A lot of people have heard of EMDR, especially with trauma, but I'll just explain a little bit. That's where you have the bilateral stimulation. So you might have a light flashing back and forth in front of your eyes or your therapist might tap on your knees or something like that. That would be EMDR. So that's a really great time to dive into that. And then there's integration sessions afterwards. So if you're looking at ketamine for your PTSD, make sure to look for a therapist that's doing the full protocol as opposed to just giving you ketamine and sending you
1: home (laughs) and not having any supervision. That's probably not a good thing anyway. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) it was was EMDR that actually helped me out the most and sitting with the doc and doing that. And we did the tapping thing. I, I would always just close my eyes and try to escape back to that point in time and walk, walk him or walk myself, I guess, through it and relive the whole thing again. And that helped me out tremendously. I didn't have to go any, any further than AMDR, but I know there's others that really, really need that extra boost or extra, I guess, push to make them better. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you're, what you're talking about here. And that'll help a lot of, a lot of my brothers and sisters and a lot of everyone out there. Even people had trauma just from the last uh, two plus years of chaos that we've had due to the world in the way it is right now. And yeah. and different people react to things differently. And what may, may seem like nothing to me or you may be, insanity to someone else and their head might be just spinning out. So it might need be the person that needs that help.
0: Yes, definitely. It's it is. It's it's a really incredible um new place that we're in. And it's not really new because it was around there was a lot of research being done around psychedelics with PTSD and trauma in the 60s and 70s. And then it got shut down along with the entire war on drugs. But Companies like or organizations like MAPS have been continuing that research and working towards FDA approval. So it's a pretty exciting frontier that we're on, and and it I would definitely recommend you know just looking into it and being open to the idea of it. There's lots of horror stories out there of people you know going into the woods or going to raves and doing psychedelics and it gave them you know really bad experiences, and that's <laughs> valid. That can happen and it is just um it just deepens the experience that you're in in my my experience with clients when i'm working with them overall um with any psychedelic that we're using it they experience a very deep and profound feeling of love and support and connection to themselves to their family even to their ancestors even ancestors that they never think about and to the earth and to this kind of just deeper sense of stability the the setting the preparation all of that stuff is really important to be able to create that um really moving experience
1: and in a safe place too so that kind of helps having like someone like yourself guide them through it Mm -hmm. and not just uh got like we were talking earlier about the mdma on the corner or right. in the club, you don't want guy in the court, hey, you just take this, you go dance down the street with this. this is yeah, great. don't do that. <laughs> Get some, chem- some lights and dance around with that. That'd be amazing.
0: Right? I mean, <laughs> even if it is good, like that's not, if it is a great experience, the other concern is that it will turn into an addiction. And there's a lot of talk out there of like, oh, these certain things aren't addictive. Everything can be addictive, right? Food, exercise, sex, relationships, video games. Um, anything can be addictive. If it's that one thing that gave you relief for just a moment from whatever hell you've been living in, yeah, yeah, that's going to be addictive. So it definitely needs to to happen intentionally with a very specific purpose, as opposed to a way to just escape
1: for a moment. Definitely. And uh, you brought up addiction. And like you said, it If someone's addicted to, say, drugs or alcohol, they might quit that, but they don't wind up addicted to something to replace that. So it's either going to be exercise or it's going to be food or it's going to be something else to keep their mind off of A and stay with B or wind up at C. So you just keep doing a cycle of addiction as you go down. But you might not think they're harmful addictions, but until you're you're spending eight million dollars on a video game that you don't even like to play, but you're doing it to keep your mind off of something else.
0: Exactly. It's really just addiction is just kind of the the opposite of wholeness. Yeah, opposite of being grounded and just being in yourself and moving in a trajectory that you actually want is an absence of being aligned with your sense of meaning and purpose. Right. And trauma really sets the brain up for addiction. They, They live in the same region of the brain. So those who have gone through trauma are highly susceptible to do that addiction hopping. And it's really it's so it's so sad. it's so devastating that so many people of all genders who have served our country and put themselves out on the line for all of us to have the lives that we have are now suffering with even, you know, diseases that are deemed illegal, right? Like substance abuse substance addictions to illegal substances. You have a veteran who, because they have trauma, then fell into an addiction and then is in and out of the system for, however long it takes. And it's, it's really, um, it's really upsetting to think about. I think that's, you know, it's so vitally important to understand how trauma plays into addiction and to be able to work on that underlying trauma as well as addiction recovery to be able to actually reach that state of wellness.
1: Right. And uh, you brought up a good point there, the cycle that the veterans are going through where either they wind up homeless and then in doing something illegal to try to stay afloat basically and they wind up in the system and it's a hard it's very hard to get back out of that system unless there's a most of the areas now have what they call a veterans court and they'll give you that one strike, they'll let you go through that veterans court and get through that and get the help you need and graduate. But if you do it again, they're not gonna be as lenient on you. Yeah. They're gonna put you right back in and and you're gonna do time and it's hard to recover from any any time anyone doing time it's hard to recover from. Yeah. No matter what you've done, it's hard to come back out and have a safe face and do everything and look at people in the eyes and say, "I'm a human. I'm not a a felon. I'm I'm a human," and it's it's hard to recover from that. No matter who you are, so that cycle is it's crippling. I like to call it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it it really is, especially if you're on your own, if you've been alienated for whatever reason, and then you get a felony, then you have to live in felon-friendly apartments, have a felon-friendly job, and you're surrounded by these other people who are trapped in the same cycle, and it's it's really difficult. So if that is, you know, if you are listening and you are going through that, if you've been given that one chance to get stuff together, just remember that if you really want that deep healing that's really required to be able to to move forward and get yourself out of these self-sabotaging cycles, it is really important to have therapy that focuses on the lower brain, that upper brain where we're thinking, okay, these are my goals. This is what I want. This is what I'm gonna do tomorrow. All of that stuff is really great. But if the lower brain can't support it, it's like it's like stacking cards, right? If, you, if the bottom isn't there, if, if you knock that out, all of the rest is gonna crumble. And it's great to have the top of those cards. It's an important part of that pyramid, but you absolutely have to focus on that complex trauma and move through that in a really meaningful way. And that doesn't mean rehashing through it. You don't have to talk about the details of your trauma. In fact, a lot of more recent research is showing that rehashing your trauma over and over again, talking about the details of your trauma sometimes makes it worse. It doesn't always help. So it can be more focused on, you know, how is your body feeling when you think about a certain scenario, what, you know, what comes up and process it through that feeling or even the negative core beliefs of You know i wasn't good enough in this situation um or now i'm unlovable because of what i went through or maybe i'm too weak whatever it is that comes up um those are the things that can be processed through using somatics using the emdr ifs all of that and even psychedelic assistance to help that lower stack in the cards those lower uh, the base the foundation actually be able to hold up the top to provide that life that you are needing to move forward so that you can you know just be who you want to be and not be trapped
1: and kind of just live happily instead of worrying about everything in the crowd space in your head exactly. kind like, of breathe like you you're talking about breathing exercise be able to breathe when you walk in uh, and sit in your house and actually be willing to walk outside and not to stay in your house and be afraid of seeing other humans because mm-hmm. a lot of people are becoming shut in because they don't want to look at other people because they're ashamed of what has become of them or what happened to them like we said earlier
0: yeah exactly
1: so you said you get to you had to you travel to do some of this treatment uh what's the most exotic country you've gone to 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 help somebody
0: most exotic country um just Europe so far. Nowhere super exotic. <laughs> <Europe>. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to add to that list. <laughs> yeah.
1: So no Far East stuff yet. Okay. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> Nope. not yet. It's it really comes down to um, you know typically there's a couple people in an area will reach out to me and and then we'll, we'll plan it at that point like oh okay well I've had a couple people reach out so I get a hold of all of them and we. And figure out where to go from there.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Is there any, any time that you uh, take a client to maybe in a state where it's not legal and you fly with them somewhere where it is and treat them there?
0: Um, I've never flown with a client, yeah. but we have met at a, at a in a state.
1: That's yeah. kind of what I meant. I mean, you like sat in first class together.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened yet.
1: <laughs> It'd be different.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. <laughs>
1: So I'm sure you get a lot of uh, your clients via online, especially Mm -hmm. in this day and age when it's so easy to reach out and touch someone online. Yeah. Uh, What's the best way to reach out and touch and and get in contact with you to either use you as a a doctor or just to chat with you or have you on their show at someone else's show?
0: My website is just my name, Andrea Hanson with an O N dot net. From there you can find all my socials or you can um, get on my waiting list When you get on my waiting list i do contact you relatively soon um, just to see i don't want to waste anyone's time so we look at are you going to be a good fit when you do come around or is it better to to get on somebody else's waiting list or you know seek somebody else's help um so getting on that wait list is the best way to if you want to work with me as a facilitator if you want me to to have a chat with you like i'm having with rich right now you can contact me through my facebook page or instagram is going to be best,
1: and those are under your same just just your name as well.
0: Yeah, they're they're on my website. You know the little little tags, little, yeah, just... yeah, those icons.
1: As long as they work, they're great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. And if they don't work, it's just um, at Andrea Hansen Psych on both Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um TikTok, I haven't posted anything on TikTok, but if you want to follow me preemptively,
1: <laughs> probably get a lot of follow, a lot of followers on TikTok just talking about psychedelics. So
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: Don't add anything about health involved. Just say psychedelic. Just you, psychedelic.
0: You, you just say yeah. that
1: you wind up with thousands and thousands of followers. <laughs>
0: I'd imagine. I haven't tried that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it'll work. And if if, it I, does, if
0: I do, I'll tag you.
1: <laughs> thank you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Andrea, thank you for taking the time and uh, agreeing to come to the live portion. And this will be out again uh, on our pre-records as well. And thank you again for taking this time to be with us.
0: Yeah, thank you, Rich. It's really great what you're doing here for our veterans.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are.